welcome back to another podcast very excited because last time we heard about how the five pandavas were born but we were running out of light so i had to run through with it really fast but in this episode um welcome back i'm excited as you can tell we are going to basically get into the story of how the pandavas were born and how the kauravas were born so as we know that uh, pandu was living in the forest with his wife kunti and madhuri and he had a curse from a sage that he could never touch any of his wives and if he did he would die instantly so naturally they had no way of um, having a child but kunti then revealed that she once had gotten a boon from sage durvasa because she took care of him and the sage was so happy uh from her from the services that he received and he gave her a boon that she could call in any god and bear the child of any god and when she shares the secret with pandu pandu is very happy because he finally has a ray of hope that finally um hastinapur can have a king finally the kuru dynasty will have a future king finally there is a way out so immediately he tells kunti that you have to you have to do this you have to uh, recite this mantra that uh, rishi durvasa has given you and you have to call upon you have to call upon a god and now the question is which god should they call upon and the sun is obviously going to bear so many qualities of that god so um so pandu is like you have to call the lord of justice um you have to call lord dharma because i want our first born son who's going to be the future king to be a representation of dharma of justice we want him to be just and be the nicest and purest soul so you have to call lord dharma so kunti does that lord dharma appears she recites the mantra lord dharma appears and he blesses her with a child and Nine months later, uh, Yudhishthira is born, the eldest son of the five Pandavas. After that, uh, of course, Pandu gets excited again, and he wants another son because in those times, the more number of sons a kingdom has, the better chances of success that kingdom will have to prosper and flourish. Because there used to be so many wars, so obviously you need more sons. So. Pandu wanted more but Kunti obviously was very hesitant she didn't want to be too greedy because they were already in a very complex situation and she had this mantra she didn't want to like misuse the mantra by any chance but Pandu was very um insistent that they must have another son so this time they're like which god should we call for Kunti agrees and both of them agree that they would call um uh, the law the god of wind like lord vayu and it's written in the scriptures that when she recited the mantra and lord vayu came because he is so fierce he is the representation of power and strength and vayu and wind when he came there was just so much wind and there was just so much power that kunti couldn't bear it so he actually held kunti in her ha- like held her hand and they both started traveling in the year in the clouds and they traveled together and then vayu a lord why you showed kunti um that how the earth is round and how there is day and night how the sun shines on one side of the earth and then there is moon on the other side of the earth and he uh, told her stories of what happens on the other side of the earth there are people living there just like you and there are sages there are warriors what are their occupations so he basically narrated all of these stories 
to her and then they went through the milky way traveled through galaxies and came back and then kunti bore another son she had another son and he was the son of lord vayu and his name was bhim and he was a presentation of just strength power he also grew up to be one of the strongest man on earth after having two amazingly wonderful son of gods literally um pandu was like kunti we must have another son look at both of our sons they're amazing imagine having one more of uh, th- this like and uh, this son that would have so many wonderful qualities and kunti said okay she agreed but she also said that this is the last time that i'm evoking this mantra i do not want to misuse this mantra any further and this is the last son that we are going to have pandu agrees and this time they are like who should we call next and this time they called upon lord indra himself the king of all gods and that's how arjuna was born and he obviously grew up to be the best warrior in the world and he also grew up to be the best archer of the world and that's how the three sons were born after all of this has happened madri the second wife of pandu becomes very jealous and she's really sad and she speaks to pandu and she's like uh, could you please convince kunti to share this mantra with me i also want to have sons um i feel so neglected because kunti has three sons she is going to be the queen and all the attention would be on her meanwhile i am just here like i would have no children so shantanu uh, not shantanu pandu tries to uh, convince kunti that please 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 share your mantra with uh with madri so that she could also have a son um kunti again hesitant but eventually she agrees and she shares the mantra but she shares it on one condition that she will only do it once and once only and madri can only have one son and what madri does is uh, she recites the mantra and she calls for the demigod ashwins now they are twin gods so obviously she gets twins uh, and those are Nakul and Sahadev and at this point Kunti feels a little betrayed because uh, Madhuri tricked her and that's when she decides that she is never going to give this mantra any anymore she's never evoking this mantra and at this point she already has three sons and Madhuri has two sons so obviously she having more sons is going to have more power in the kingdom and then they already have five sons in together and that's how the five pandavas are born and that was the last time that mantra was ever evoked so now we have pandu living in the forest with his wife kunti and madri and their five wonderfully amazing sons pandavas starting from yudhishthir who's all about justice then bhim who's all about strength and power and then arjuna who's all about being the best warrior and archer and then we have nakul and sahadev um we'll talk about uh, their qualities also they're also a lot about uh, wisdom and uh, knowledge and that's how the pandavas were born they grew up in the forest for next 15 years and eventually they returned back and we'll know more about that later but simultaneously what's happening in the palace back in hastinapur is that um yudhishthir and um Gandhari are also like they know that they must have a son before Pandu has a son because already there is a dispute between who will be the king between these two brothers and then the Dhrashtra and Pandu so they know that the first son who would be born would be the next king so the Dhrashtra and um his wife Gandhari 
finally uh, Ghandari gets pregnant and after nine months now we also have to remember she has a wound that she's gonna give birth to 100 sons but nine months have passed and 10 month also passes and then 11th month also passes but she hasn't delivered the baby yet and she gets really frustrated and by the 11th month the news comes to the palace that Pandu and Kunti have given birth to their first son and they're just so upset because they they're like they almost feel like they've lost the battle because the first son is already born from Pandu and now he's going to be the king and they're really obsessed so this really upsets Gandhari a lot and she asks her maid to bring a stake and start hitting her stomach and once that starts happening a piece of flesh falls on the ground so there was no baby there were no hundred children the hundred sons there was just a piece of flesh and this piece of flesh didn't look like a human flesh it just it was just weird looking piece of flesh and when this piece of flesh fell on the ground weird things started happening everywhere like people started hearing jackals screaming on the streets and their bats started like um, coming out in the middle of the day and there was just like horrifying sounds of animals screaming and screeching everywhere and at this point Dhritarashtra and Ghandari Dhritarashtra cannot see by nature and Ghandari cannot see by choice because she has a cloth on her eyes. So at this point they call Vedvyasa. Vedvyasa comes and then um, Ghandari is like, what's happening? I had the boon that I would give birth to 100 sons but instead I've been told that I've given birth to a piece of flesh. So just please take this flesh and just take it. Take it somewhere, take it in the forest. I don't care, bury it somewhere. I don't want to do anything with it. I don't know what's happening. And this time Vedvyasa is like, of course, you have the boon of 100 sons and you will have 100 sons, you just need to be patient. Then he calls for people, he asks them to bring um, 100 earthen pots, he asks them to bring sesame oil and some other herbs. And then he goes in a cellar and then he cuts this flesh, piece of flesh into 100 smaller pieces. And then he puts each piece in an earthen pot with all these herbs and all these sesame oil uh, chants some mantras and by the end there is a tiny bit of flesh still left and he asks for another earthen pot so then he comes back and he tells uh, Gandhari to wait for another nine months or so and then after that uh, there will be sons that will be born from there so after about two years so that's why it said that Ghandari was basically pregnant for two years 11 months in her womb and then another nine months or so in the cellar after two years the first earthen pot actually starts to break open and inside there is uh, this giant serpent looking boy serpent looking because he had these giant eyes and he did not blink at all and when this first son was born in from that earthen pot when he came out again the same thing started happening the animals started screaming and screeching and bats started coming out and the wind changed there was just so weird weird noises everywhere and this time again Gandhari and Dhritarashtra heard these noises and they're like what's happening what's happening what's happening but they're like okay they were told that they had their firstborn son and they held their son in their arms and they were so excited that we have a son this uh, and we are going to raise him and they were so happy and excited and uh, slowly and steadily the other earthen pots also started breaking and eventually hundred sons and one daughter 
of Kauravs were born. So that's how the hundred Kaurav sons were born and one daughter. So that's the Pandavas and now we have the Kauravas. And after all of this has happened, we have uh, Vidura who is their third brother, remember? He went up to Dhritarashtra and he was like, uh, I have to tell you something that this first son of yours, you have to kill him. You have to make this sacrifice, kill your eldest son because he has come from deep hells and he's going to cause so much ruckus to the, to the civilization, to people and he's going to be the cause of major, major destruction in mankind and if you can sacrifice one person and that could save humanity on the larger scale, you have to make that sacrifice. But everybody ignored Vidura. They obviously didn't listen. They would not sacrifice their first son. Vidura even said that, you know what, if you sacrifice your eldest son, you would still have 100 children, 99 sons and one daughter. And these 90, other 99 sons, they would be of no harm. Without the eldest son, we could change the course of destiny. And at this point, again, you have to understand that Vidura, Vidura was someone who had read so many scriptures. He was so wise. He had so much wisdom. So he already knew what was going to happen in the future. So he was trying to change the course of destiny and he was trying to stop the Mahabharat from happening. But he could not because nobody can change destiny. And of course, um, Dhritarashtra and Gandhari did not listen. And we have... Dun, ta -da, the Pandavas and the Kauravas and in the next podcast we will get ahead in the story and see what's happening what uh, are the Pandavas coming back to the palace are they getting along with the Kauravas how's their how's everything going to insinuate how is the story going to go forward and all of that in the next episode I will see you then take till then take care um bye